how do I set up a marketing program for my new RIA? That is today's question on the Transition to RIA question and answer series. It is question number 37. I'm Brad Wales with Transition to RA, where I help you understand everything there is to know about why and how to transition to the RA model. Uh, so on today's question, we're talking about, you know, if I were to go start my own RIA, how do I go about setting up my marketing for that? You know, everything from marketing uh, to branding and, and what are the logistics and who should I work with on that? And so I'm, I'm super excited, as you can probably tell on the screen here, uh, to have a guest. So I'd, I'd like to say hello to Claire Aiken with Indigo Marketing. Uh, Claire, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm Claire Aiken, as Brad said, with Indigo Marketing. And what we do is we help independent financial advisors with their marketing. Everything from existing advisors that have been in the business for decades to new advisors who are going independent or launching a new firm. And so that's what we do. Yeah, fantastic. And I, and I would tell you, I'm uh, so anyone that's seen a lot of my videos, I've made 30 plus videos now. Uh, this is the first one I've done with a guest, uh, and so I'm super excited about that. And, and I think it's very fit in the topic because I would tell you, if, if you are launching your own firm, that th this marketing part of it is, is absolutely the most exciting, enjoyable part of it. So this is where your vision will come to life, is, is, is what, you've, what you've thought about the, the ideal practice you want to have, how you want to hold yourself out in the community. What we're going to be talking about today is, is how do you bring that to life? And, and that, is, that is the exciting part. I mean, there's a lot of parts of launching your already that are, that, are, that are necessary steps, but they're, they're just, it is what it is. They're not excited. This, this is an exciting part of it. So I'm, I'm super thrilled to have Claire on. Uh, I think it's a fit-in first video I do with a guest. And, and so super, super happy to go through everything we're going to talk about here. Um, as, as to why I asked Claire specifically, and uh, like I said, Claire's with Indigo Marketing, um, the reality is there's a lot of marketing folks out there, a lot of marketing firms, everything from kind of industry specific ones to, you know, that, that marketing person down the street or in the office down, down the block there. And, and you know, so the question is, so who should you work with? And obviously there's different opinions on that, but I think you would find there's a lot of marketing firms out there that just have very kind of cookie cutter off, off the shelf approaches and, and, and you can go to them and some even hold themselves out as, hey, we help financial advisors. And I, and I think when, when you're going to make this big of a move and start your own firm, you just don't want that boilerplate package right off the shelf that's, that's already done for you. And the logo kind of looks similar to everyone else and the, and the branding looks similar. You really want it unique. And I think that's, that's something very, very special and unique to, to Indigo is that that is their approach is that they do look at these very... Uh, individually, this is what they do. Financial advisors, independent financial advisors. Claire will give a little more background on herself and you'll see why that's her specialty. So um, I, I specifically sought out Claire for this one because I, I, I truly believe in, in what her team does. Uh, and I would just tag on to that. Just, just to be clear, there's absolutely no uh, compensation arrangement or anything like that between between me and Claire. If I if I uh, refer people to her, there's no kickback or anything to me. This is solely because I think it's such a great solution, and and, and she's done a, a great job with her team getting out there in the marketplace. So so just know this is this is uh, who I think's best has nothing to do with any sort of compensation or or anything fun like that. So uh, so with that, I want to step aside here because we really want to hear the good stuff, which is what uh, Claire is here to help us with. 
Uh, I might jump in from time to time as we go through this with some, some questions or anecdotes, uh, but most of them I'll let uh, Claire drive the bus here. So, so with that, Claire, if you want to bring up our, uh, our deck, and um, I know you're going to start by uh, kind of a little more background on yourself, and I'll let you uh, run with it from here. Absolutely. Yeah. So let me pull up the slides and we can get started with the presentation. And if you haven't already seen the first presentation Brad and I did together, it's actually on my site. It's how advisors can start to think about transitioning to an RIA, why they would do it, the advantages, what the process looks like. And so that is a great kind of introductory step to, um, you know, if you're thinking about going independent, launching your own RIA or going with that RIA model, I talk about with Brad all of the things that advisors need to know once they're going down that pathway. And so this is the second step of once you have launched your own RIA or you're getting ready to, what does it take to launch from a marketing perspective? Um, and so we're gonna make it really easy and really simple for you because I know this is one place that advisors get very overwhelmed is um, that it seems like there's so many moving parts and there are, you know, marketing today is very technical and there's a lot of different aspects to consider. We're gonna break it down to 10 manageable pieces so that you can know that there's a finite amount of things that you need to do to get your marketing up and running and we'll walk you through those today. So to give you a little bit of background on my story, I am a former investment advisor with LPL Financial. I got into this business because my dad's a financial advisor. He's been in the business for 39 years. I've done his marketing. I've helped uh, grow his business as an advisor. And then I realized what I really love to do is the marketing side. So I started my firm and we help independent advisors to launch their marketing and do their marketing each month for them. We know that you guys are really, really busy. You're taking care of your clients. You're running your business. You're doing compliance. You probably don't have time to log into your social media profiles, or your website. So we take that off your plate and do it for advisors. Like Brad mentioned, you know, there's this challenge with marketing for advisors where you need to have somebody that understands the industry, that understands compliance, but also that's going to make you look different from other advisors out there. And so that's what we do is we do 100% custom original marketing for independent advisors within the confines of compliance. And so we help about 165 top advisors with their marketing each month. And we've launched dozens of new firms and new RIAs. So what do you need to think about when you're marketing a new firm? And so basically with a new firm, you know, we're starting from the ground up. And so you need to kind of start with the basics and we'll walk through, you know, what that looks like. So if you want to learn more about this topic, uh, I have a marketing book. It's called The Marketing Guide for Financial Advisors. We are thrilled to have a five-star unanimous review on Amazon. Check it out on Amazon. We'll link to it below. This really covers everything that you could ever want to know. Um, you know, it's a, it's a good read. I've gotten really good feedback on it. So if you want to know everything about the foundations of marketing in this industry, check out this book. I think it'd be helpful. Today, we're going to break it down into a little bit smaller bite-sized pieces. We also have this marketing strategy checklist. So if you want to know what top advisors are doing in a checklist format, download this checklist. We'll link to it below. And then you can check off what have you already done? What do you need to do? You know, what are you missing to get you to compete with the very top financial advisors out there on their marketing strategy? And so I also want to help you avoid mistakes. So I know a lot of advisors out there, you know, if you have done your marketing before, you've probably wasted money. More importantly, you've wasted your time. And it can be very frustrating to do marketing schemes that take a lot of your time and resources and don't work. And so we're trying to give you the eight, the 20% of activities that can give you the 80% of results so that you are empowered to grow your business in a way that uh, makes you optimistic and hopeful and excited about the future.
So my goal for all of the advisors that we work with is to give you a baseline marketing presence that you should be embarrassed not to have. So I'm not telling you that you should do, you know, uh, kind of expensive schemes or marketing funnels. I'm telling you, this is the basics of what you absolutely should have to respect yourself as a firm. And so these are the very basics that are kind of non-negotiables uh, from a marketing perspective today in 2021. So, 10 steps to marketing your firm. First of all, you need a name and we'll go over some of the pros and cons of uh, different strategies for picking your name. You need a logo, you need a website, a compelling call to action that people can take to get started with you online 24 seven. Search engine optimization, which sounds a lot more confusing than it is. Social media, like it or not, social media is here to stay and it's an important part of your marketing strategy for several different reasons. Email marketing, which is really the bread and butter of marketing today is uh, sending out emails each and every month that remind people who you are, who you serve and how you help. Content creation that really represents you well. Uh, a webinar is something that you should consider and just like the webinar that you're watching now, it really helps to get your message out there in a more personal way. And then checking on your marketing metrics and knowing are these activities working for you? Is your traffic increasing or decreasing each month? This is critical. You wouldn't run an investment plan or a financial plan without checking on the metrics after the fact in each month and to correct course. And you shouldn't do your marketing like that either. So first of all, let's talk about choosing your name. And Brad, I know this is something you probably help advisors with. Do you have any kind of key points about choosing a firm name? No, I mean, the, the beauty of it is, is just the complete independence you have, you know, when you're with a, um, you know, a captive uh, employee type model now, they'll, they'll sometimes let you use, you know, the, the Wales group of so-and-so. And, and, and the reality is that still limits your flexibility of how you position that out there. So I, I think it's really exciting. And, and obviously, as Claire might talk about, you know, you do have some constraints. You're going to want to make sure you have a website domain available for that, obviously, there's a lot of names already out there in use, but the, the, the again, the beauty is the, the flexibility. That's the excitement of it is to start throwing those names up on the wall and, and, and trying to trying to brainstorm of what, what's a good fit. Yeah, and you probably, if you're an independent advisor, you probably already have some ideas in mind. I think it's a little bit funny because so many advisors have the same names out there and it can become a problem. I just toured a new office yesterday and one of the huge tenants in the office is Cornerstone Wealth Management Group. Well, that's a client of ours, but it's not the same advisor. Our Cornerstone is on the East Coast, I'm in San Diego. And so, so often I see some of these same names, you know, Cornerstone and you know, um, life planning, um, all variations of these same types of names um, that come up over and over. And you do once in a while see lawsuits about, um, you know, advisors who are already doing business with one name and there's confusion, there's consumer confusion. And so you want to really try to find a name that is unique to you that no one else is using. So do a quick Google search. Um, you know, you could use a trademark attorney to research whether or not anyone has ever filed under that name. So just make sure that you're starting fresh and then you're not going to have to change your name down the line because it can be confusing to your clients and um, it can kind of hurt your SEO to change your name mid-course. So I would err on the side of picking something very unique that you know that you own, that you know that you can keep forever. 
So once you choose your name, then choosing your logo. And I have a lot of tips on choosing a logo. It's, you know, simplicity is really key here. The, the more simple that you can keep your logo, the better it will be. And so here's some examples. This is one example of a before and after for my dad's firm. So he started out with a logo on the left in 1979 when he started his firm. And then we changed it uh, back in the two, early 2000s to the logo on the right. You want it to be super clear, super crisp, easy, one to two colors at most. You want it to be able to go on your website and look great, but also to be able to go on, you know, a hat or a golf shirt or a coffee mug. And so create a logo that's simple, that can be reproduced in a variety of either horizontal or landscape formats, and that will look good on all of your marketing materials. And so here are some good examples of logos that we've done for financial advisors that are super easy to read, easy to recognize, one to two colors so that they look great, either you know on a black baseball cap in white or on a white golf shirt in black. So you just wanna really keep it simple. And so this is a service that we provide advisors the way we do it is we offer you uh, 12 different logo options you get to choose the one you like the best and then we iterate on that but simplicity is really key here choosing your logo because you have to choose your logo first and then your website design is going to roll out from the colors and the design and the imagery in your logo so once you've created your logo, then we get into creating your website. And Brad, you have a great website. I was really impressed when I went to your site. You can see your videos, you can book a discovery call, you can do a lot of different actions. And so advisors, if you're looking for an example of a great marketing site, go to Transition to RIA, Brad's site, and check out how simple and personal and uh, engaging it is. It's just very authentic, very approachable. And that's the type of website that I recommend for advisors. So a few technical things to get out of the way on building your site. So first of all, you need to have a secure site. And this may seem a little confusing, but what is called a SSL security certificate is something that Google started cracking down on just in the past five years. What it does is it creates a secure connection between a visitor to your site and your website so that no hackers can intercept information. This is important, especially for financial services, because a lot of advisors have their clients typing in username and passwords to access their client portal. And in theory, if your site is not secure, hackers could intercept those username and passwords. And so you really want to make sure that you have a security certificate. And it gives a lot of trust to the visitor when your site is secure. It has that check mark, that little lock mark, and it shows your site as secure. Having a secure site also helps you show up higher in search results. So it's really important. Um, any web developer can do this for you. Just make sure that you have that security certificate. The next thing from a technical standpoint on your website is you want to make sure that your site is truly mobile responsive. And back in the day, it used to be that it just needed to be mo mobile friendly. What that meant is that you could see it okay on a mobile device, you could sort of navigate around. Um, but mobile responsive is that it displays perfectly on every mobile device, depending on which device I'm getting to your site from, it will give me a different version of your site so that it's perfect on an iPad or an iPhone or a desktop, etc. And so giving this mobile responsive design is important because we know that more than 50% of website traffic comes to advisor sites from mobile devices these days.
And so once you've kind of done those two technical things, then you just want to have a website that represents you well, that has uh, basically your story on it. So we want people to understand who you serve, how you help, and the benefit that you offer your clients. And then we want them to easily be able to take action 24 hours a day. And so Brad, your, your call to action on your site is your discovery call, but do you have any other calls to action on your website at this point? Yeah, I think the, I mean, that's where I, I try to drive most folks of, of a next step. Uh, obviously would love to talk to folks. So it's that discovery call, but, but understanding that, you know, even, even that is still a step. Some people are maybe not ready to make. And so I, I also believe in, in, you know, having content on the website, um, whether it's other videos I do, I have white papers, uh, podcasts and things like that. And, and, and try to give folks options. So if they're not ready to take that next step of making a call, still want to keep them engaged. Uh, mm -hmm. And some of that might be a way to, uh, and maybe you can talk on this with, with your success with this is, is trying to obtain a, uh, an email address. So you have a, you know, ability to drip on someone over time. Cause, cause obviously, especially that first time visitor to your website, you know, we're almost certainly, and I, I don't have the stats. I need to get better at this to, to, to be able to calculate this sort of thing that, you know, I, I'm realistic that the chance that the first time someone comes to my website that they're, that they're scheduling that discovery call while would be great. In many instances, it's just not going to happen on that very first time and, and want to give them a reason to come back and keep exploring. So maybe you could talk on your experience of, of kind of how to keep moving people through that funnel to get to that call to action. Absolutely. And that's such great insight. So you want to always give people an appropriate next step, no matter where they are in the buying process. And so my website's similar in that the average time between somebody who gets on my email list and actually takes action to schedule a marketing strategy call, which is our kind of main call to action is, you know, schedule your free strategy call where we'll go over your marketing and make free recommendations for you to, you know, improve your marketing and some easy steps. Um, that takes a year for somebody to get on my email list and then schedule their call. So we want to give them lots of baby actions in the meantime. So the calls to action on my site are, you know, watch a webinar. That is the, the biggest one where we get their email address. They spend a half hour with us and then they're on our email list, getting our emails each and every month. And so that's a good option, but wherever they are in the buying process, they should have a baby step to take, whether it's see a sample financial plan, or maybe it is to, uh, you know, learn more about the type of people you serve or watch one of your webinars or, you know, ask a question through a chat box. Really easy steps that people can take online 24 seven. Um, and so Brad's site is a great example of some of these different baby steps and then getting to the main uh, call to action, which is a discovery call because there are a lot of advisors out there that don't have this on their site still. And so when somebody finally is ready to take action, you know, maybe they and their spouse are talking about money at 8 p.m. at night on a Tuesday night and they want to just be able to take action and go to bed. They don't want to have a to-do the next day. And so we need to give them something to do here and now on their site, a couple of clicks, schedule a call with you for a week out, and then they can feel like it's, it's off of their, their to-do list. And so you want to make sure that you have all of these different options available on your site. So can, then, can I add something there real quick on the, um, that scheduling thing? And, I, and I'm assuming you do this on, on every website or at least encourage them. I'm, I'm a big fan of that because I, I think you want to remove every last piece of friction of that prospective client possibly from, from reaching out to you. And, and yeah, whether it is they're looking at your site at eight o'clock at night and they know it's a fact, no one's going to be there to take the phone call to, to try to schedule a meeting. Or even if it is during working hours, there still is that step where if they have to call you to set up that first meeting, we could, we could all argue, you know, that's, 
come on, what, 60 seconds of someone's time, but, but there is friction there. And, and if that just prevents just some even small number of, of prospective clients from not taking that next step with you, where instead you can put it right there on your site, um, I'm, I'm just a huge fan of that. I, I think that's a, just an absolute uh, necessity nowadays to have available. And some people might still call in and that's fine, but I think you got to have that on your website. Absolutely. And it works so well on my own site. And so we do really strongly recommend, almost require it of our advisors when we set up their websites and their marketing accounts. We add this Get Started Now page, the automatic calendar scheduler, just make it as easy as possible for their clients, their prospects, their referrals to schedule a call with them. And so the next step is search engine optimization. And I mentioned that this isn't as challenging as it maybe seems, you know, people try to make it more complicated than it is, but search engine optimization is just telling Google and the other search engines what your business does. And so we want your information to be consistent, your address, your website, your hours operation, your phone number to be consistent across the internet so that Google knows you are who you say you are and they'll give traffic to your site as a result. And so we do SEO packages for our advisors. The first step is to you know, get more traffic to their site and have Google understand that their site is legitimate. The second is to get you to show up better in search results. So you can see one example of no SEO work here where you just have a kind of a list of uh, websites and social media profiles for this financial advisor. And then once we've done your SEO, then you show up in the right hand side under Google Maps. This is your Google My Business listing. It has your photos, your, uh, you know, your website, some different logos. You can add content to that. You can add articles to that. You can really kind of customize your Google My Business page. And it's important that you show up on Maps so that people can click to get directions and they can click to call you because a lot of clients, you know, forget your phone number or say they're referring somebody to you. They pull you up on their phone and they want to be able to share your business with their friend by texting it to them. And so you want to make sure that you have a proper listing that you're really optimized across all search engines to make it really easy for people to find you and to share you as well. So just to kind of demystify SEO, there's two types of SEO. One is on-site SEO, which means on your website itself. This is where you're putting keywords into your website, onto your homepage, et cetera. So retirement planning in Plano, Texas, whatever it is. And we do this for the advisors that come on board. It sounds technical, but there's really only so many keywords that you can add to a site. We add title tags for each page to tell Google what that page is about. And then we add metadata that uh, reinforces those keywords. So if you're trying to come up for retirement planning or, uh, you know, executive stock compensation plans or, you know, financial planning for divorced women, these are all the places that you put your keywords on your site so that the search engines can see them. Um, offsite SEO is different. This is offsite, so it means on Google, on you know Bing, Apple, Facebook Business, your Twitter profile, making all of these listings, the Better Business Bureau, the Chamber of Commerce, that are telling Google and all of the other search engines out there what you do and they're telling them that you are consistent across the internet. So this offsite SEO is also important to get you to be verified online with the algorithms that the search engines use. 
So when we do this SEO package, it is really powerful. And this is why I recommend that you should do this. So first of all, we did uh, this package for financial planning for Amazon employees. This is an advisor that really focuses on Amazon. Um, the SEO project began and he was ranked 74 for that search. And once we did all the SEO uh, work and we launched his site, he jumped to number 19. And then he eventually jumped all the way up to number five. And I believe where some of his blog posts are coming up as the top search result, even above the Amazon website for different questions about the Amazon benefits package, the RSUs, the um, different planning options. Some of his content comes up above Amazon, which is amazing. He gets thousands of visits each month to the pages that he's created for Amazon employees. And so that's free traffic that keeps coming to your site month after month. And so it's a really great option if you've, if done correctly. And looking at that, I'm sorry, I might, uh, and obviously, you know, some of these SEO things of course can take some time, but if I, if I saw that slide correctly, that was, that wasn't a multi-year uh, growth. That, that seems to have been measured in, in months, not years. Yeah. That, yeah. that's a, it takes about three months to get the results and a lot it's like a credit report you know it, it the amount of time that has elapsed since you did your seo properly gives you more and more clout with google and so you really want to do this either 25 years ago or today because yeah. you want to start gaining that credit um, and so this is another good example of a fee-only advisor in Austin, Texas. Advisors, if you are fee-only, which a lot of RIAs are, um, this is a great keyword to rank on because there is significant search traffic for fee-only advisor. Um, and so this was really, really successful for him. He's coming up as uh, one of the top search results. In a place like Austin, people care about that. It's something that they're Googling for, and it's something that gives him a lot of new business. And so the next thing we want to change gears and talk about your social media presence because it's related to SEO because when somebody searches for your name or your firm name, your social profiles come up right below your website. And so we want to make sure that you look great and that they're cohesive with your website and with your online presence. And so social media isn't something that you can really opt out of anymore because having social media profiles that are active actually tells Google that your site is legitimate and contributes to your SEO. So you want to make sure that you have Facebook, uh, Twitter and LinkedIn, and that they're all set up and that they're all active on a consistent, reasonable basis to kind of help you with that SEO strategy. So first of all is creating your LinkedIn professional profile. This is a profile for you. You want to make sure you have a cover image, a great uh, headshot, all of that, and that you're listed correctly under your firm. You also want to do a LinkedIn company page. And so this is the page for your business where all of your employees would be associated with that business page. And so um, it'll also be listed under your current work history as the business that you're currently employed at. And then this is a duplicate side. Sorry about that. This is the perfect. Oh, this is the Facebook business page. Sorry, they look so similar um, and the title is wrong, but this is the Facebook business page for your firm. And so this is kind of the employer on Facebook and it's the professional page. It's important to understand that this isn't your Facebook personal profile. And a lot of advisors either don't do Facebook, they're not interested, or they don't necessarily want their clients seeing all the pictures of their cats and their kids and you know kind of all the personal side. And so it's important to realize that your Facebook business page is not your personal profile. They're completely separate. So just because a client likes your Facebook business page doesn't mean they're going to see your personal posts. And then your Twitter profile. It's important to have a Twitter profile. It gives you a lot of SEO clout and it just kind of rounds out that business presence online. 
So once you set up those profiles, you want to consistently share your content. We recommend sharing at least three times a week. I know that sounds like a lot, but um, you know, Facebook and these social media channels are so busy that when somebody logs on, they're only going to see your most recent post. And if you haven't posted in a week, they're not going to see anything. So at least three times a week, you want to be posting different things that are driving traffic back to your website. And so the next step is email marketing. And Brad, I know you do a pretty good job at email marketing yourself by sending out your videos to your email list. Um, so I'll let you kind of talk about, you know, what you see from email marketing for advisors launching their firms. Yeah, and I, I first, I remember when I, you know, and I have a, I have a friend in an entirely different industry and, and he, was, he was telling me about the importance of collecting emails. And, I, and this is, you know, a couple of years ago. And I, and I remember thinking, no, that's, the world's moved on. It's, it's social media. And that's, that's how you stay engaged in people. And, and now the reality is the, you know, and, and you have the stats up here on the screen, just e email is, is while, while other things have come along and, and maybe emails evolved in different ways. Um, it's absolutely still a, a significant way to stay in, stay in touch with people, stay top of mind with people. And so, you know, whether part of your audience is not on social media or they're not seeing your post, but, but yet if you can, if you can capture that email and, and obviously you want to do it in a, a responsible, reasonable way of how often you drip on them and the kind of information you give them. But, but ultimately I agree with you that it, it just is what it is. That, that mode of communication is, is here to stay uh, at least, at least for now you know, who knows what, what 10 years from now. And I think you have to make it part of your strategy. Absolutely. Yep. And we know this, you know, we're not guessing on this. We know that over 70% of traffic to advisors websites comes from the email marketing we do for our advisors. And so we can see that the way that people are getting to their site is by clicking through the emails that we're sending. So we do email marketing for our advisors each and every month. And like you mentioned, the content has to be personal, authentic, relevant. So the first thing that we start with is why I became a financial advisor. And this is always our most popular post because your clients love to hear your story. They want to hear about your you know, maybe your childhood or what motivated you to grow up to do this business or why you're passionate about what you do. It's such a cool, memorable story to tell. And so this is the first story we share for advisors. And it really helps to kind of solidify your relationship and your memorability in your clients' minds. And then on an ongoing right. basis, we're doing... Claire, can I ask you a quick question on the email marketing? What do you find, obviously, uh, an advisor generally have the, the email addresses of their clients just from the, the, you know, the initial engagement. What do you find is the most effective way? So if I'm an advisor and I, I have, you know, a couple hundred email addresses maybe from my clients, but obviously I'd like to build that. What do you think the most effective way is to build that email address? Is it, is it doing a webinar that, that someone signs up for? Is it a white paper? What, what do you find? Yeah, maybe absolutely. It's not a we, answer, but. We highly recommend webinars and that's, you know, somebody, if you create a compelling, valuable webinar about a subject they are interested in that can help them, it's really easy for them to put in their email address and watch the webinar for free. And then they're added to your email list and your email list is growing that momentum over time, getting bigger and bigger and having more people see your content, which also helps with your SEO as people are clicking through to your website, but also more people sharing your content with people who may need your help. And so it's all about creating good content that is relevant and valuable and can help people reach their goals. So, you know, the days are over of getting recipes from your mortgage broker. You know, it's not relevant. It's not helpful. If I want a recipe, I'll Google it. But having financial advisors share important planning tips that could help you save money or help you reach your goals 
or sharing information about their, you know, personality or personal stories or authentic things that they've done recently, that goes a long way and helps people to enjoy and to share your content. So you, we want your, comp your content to be valuable, current, educational, entertaining. I send out videos to my clients just about my life and, and what I've noticed or what, you know, some um, breakthroughs my dad has had working with his clients. So things that are both personal, but also could help them with their business. So for yourself, think of those things that your network would enjoy hearing about or would help them reach their goals. And so we really want to answer their most pressing questions. And so these are some of the articles that we've written for advisors that really help them to reach their audience and to get more people finding them on Google. I mentioned the advisor that is uh, working with Amazon employees and how people, thousands of people are getting to his site each month searching for these topics. And so think about what people would type into Google and create an answer for your qualified ideal prospects about that question. So here's some examples of, should I take the HP pension buyout offer? So right now HP is doing a pension buyout offer, huge company, tens of thousands of employees. Their, their first question is, should I take this? Is it worthwhile? And they're Googling this and one of our advisors shows up at the top of search results and that's who he helps. Uh, my dad actually works with UC San Diego employees. They're a big research institution, a hospital, and a, um, a school, obviously, and so they have a 457 and a 403B plan. One of the first things employees type is which one should they invest in first? And so these are really highly paid people that tend to stay at the company for years and years and years, and they're also good savers. They accumulate a lot of wealth, and so they're great clients for him, and he gets through to them by answering this question. Uh, what should you know about Intel restricted stock units? Can business owners deduct the cost of a long-term care policy? Um, this is one of the long-term care specialist advisors I work with, and he is really the expert on business planning using long-term care. I actually used him for my own policy to deduct it from the business, and it's a genius idea for business owners out there. Um, three ways physicians can catch up for retirement in 10 years. And so all of these ideas are just really compelling, laser-focused content for your readers. So the goals are really, mm -hmm, go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yep. You, you, you got on the next slide, you're already, I think, addressing what I was going to bring up. If not, I'll, I'll circle back here. So sorry. Perfect. Yeah. So the goals are really to position you as the subject matter expert so that when they need your help, they're going to turn to you because each month they're seeing this detailed content on this strategy that could help them. And when they're ready to make a move, they're going to come to you and ask their specific questions. So give away 90% of what you know, prompt specific questions and start the conversation of how this strategy could work for them. Yeah, so, I, so, so along, along with that, and I, uh, I certainly have thoughts on this of how I got comfortable with it, but, and, I, and, I, and I do agree with the concept of, of give 90% away. How, how do you respond, though, to that advisor that does say to you, well, wow, if I, if I answer everything on my website, they, they won't have a need to come to me. And, and, and so obviously some thoughts on that, but I'd love to hear how you, how you position that or respond to that. So personally, I always operate from an attitude of abundance. And also we, you know, we know that financial planning is very complex and that the answer is often it depends. So, right. If you ask somebody a tax planning question or a financial planning question, it usually depends on what's your income. You know, what are your other strategies? What are your investment looks like? You know, it's, it's a complex question where they do need expert advice. And so we don't see too often people who do it themselves based on the information you're offering on your site. Although we do see that once in a while. And those do-it-yourselfers, advisors out there know, are probably not the best fit. Um, they're probably going to continue to do it themselves, um, but maybe they'll refer you other people they know who, who need your help and who want the help and who want to outsource uh, some of these issues. 
Yeah. Yeah. And so once you've kind of done the foundational basics, we really want to introduce your firm. And the way that we do that through email and through social media, we have a specific cadence that we use. So first of all, we set up an email introduction sequence to everybody in your network. So everyone on your email list, clients, centers of influence, your, you know, your family members, your distant cousins, anybody who is, should be aware of what you're doing in life and who could refer you business. And so first of all, we announce your new website, your newsletter, we announce your logo, we offer people a live tour of your website and see the helpful things on your site, how they can get started, go over those calls to action so that they're aware that they could refer you by sending somebody to your webinar where after they watch your webinar, they could schedule a call. Uh, we do an article on what you do and how you help. And then we do another article on what's new at your firm and how you can help benefit your clients. So so that's the email sequence we recommend sending out. And then it's a little bit different if you're going independent. You also, you know, maybe you have existing a book of business, but you need to announce to them that you've gone independent. So here's some ideas for that. So announcing big changes to our practice, uh, why we chose to go independent, how does an independent financial advisor benefit you? What is a fiduciary? Why does it matter? And of course, do you know someone who needs our help? So depending on your specific situation, you can kind of pick and choose these different topics, but I recommend at least a four to six email series to remind people of the big changes happening at your firm or that your firm is new and that it exists now. Um, in addition to all of these steps, kind of the final step, if you want, you know, if you really want to A plus on your marketing and you want it to work for you in the coming months and years, I really can, would consider a webinar. Doing a webinar allows people to hear your voice, to see your face, to hear your story. And of course you get their email address. So you can follow up with them and start that relationship where they're getting your content each month. So doing a webinar is a, you know, it's a considerable investment of your time and resources, but it's something that can be on your site for months and years in the future. And the way that I do webinars for advisors is we do automated webinars. So we do, we write your presentation, we design your slides, we help you record it. Once you record it, your job is done and we run it automated on your website. So people think that it's live. So they can go to your site and sign up for the next date, whether it's this afternoon or tomorrow morning, and then they get reminders, they get a countdown clock when they go to the page to watch the webinar, um, they watch it in real time, and then they get a replay sent the next day. And so it's just this way to get people to stop what they're doing, to set aside a half hour to spend with you to learn more about your business, and then hopefully get them to take the next step of chatting you a question in the chat box, which goes directly to your email, or actually scheduling a call with you. And so once you've done that, we also have a sequence to introduce you to uh, the world on social media. So once you're kind of launching your firm, we use this sequence to announce you on social media. Here's an example is uh, basically our welcome sequence where we talk about the services you offer, what makes you different, who you serve, all of these things, your story. This is why this advisor started his firm. And then, um, you know, your goals, maybe your mission statement. And so using the different pages that you've created of your website, you really want to do an intentional sequence to introduce your firm on social media so that people see the different aspects of your marketing materials online. 
And of course, you know, your Get Started Now page where people can schedule a call. So these are all things that we recommend doing once you lay the foundation, announcing yourself on email, announcing on social media, considering doing that webinar. Um, and then the final step of the process is tracking your success. And this is so important. I really urge you to make sure that you have some way to track your success and make it automatic. So if you have Google Analytics and you never log in, that doesn't count. Uh, what we do for our advisors is we set up DataBox. So each month they get an email that shows is their traffic increasing or decreasing? You know, how are people finding your site? What are people doing once they're on your site? How long are people spending on each page? How many pages do people visit when they come to your site? Do they just go to one page and leave or do they click through? Are they watching videos, etc.? Are they coming from LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter? So our data box metrics report that comes to your email each month so you can't ignore it shows you this kind of clean data board that shows you all these different things of, you know, who's opening your emails, how many subscribers are on your email list, how many people are liking your Facebook posts. This is all contained in one snapshot. And I know a lot of advisors are really data driven. And so this can help to get you engaged in your marketing process and help you understand the process so it's not so nebulous. Um, so I highly recommend setting this up or working with a company that will do this for you. So if you're interested in getting help launching your firm from a marketing perspective, go to indigomarketingagency.com slash get started. We have a special offer for everybody watching this webinar. This is really the package that we've put together that is the lowest cost out there that includes the biggest bang for your buck or the highest ROI for advisors. And so we've deeply discounted this because we want to help you launch your firm. We know we can help you be successful and that you will retain us and be a long-term client of ours. And so our marketing launch package is only $7,999 and includes everything that we've talked about here. So everything from your logo to writing your website, uh, doing your SEO, your social media profiles for you, uh, creating your marketing calendar, setting up your email marketing system, doing your webinar, and sending you those monthly marketing metrics. And so if you're interested, you can get started. We do everything for you with a minimum investment of your time and customized for your firm. So whether you're going after a specific or a specific specialty, we help to create that content for you. And we guarantee that it gets done on time. So if you would like to schedule your 30-minute marketing strategy call, click the link below, lock in your space to save with this deal. This is the best prices that we've ever offered. And so I recommend that if you are thinking about launching an RIA or going with a new firm model, um, just lock in your low pricing so that you have it for the future and you can, you know, just start the conversation with our team about, um, you know, getting going on your marketing. Can I uh, ask you a, a question about that? So what does that, what does that look like? So an advisor schedules that strategy, call, they, they call, uh, you know, someone on your team answers and, and then literally what's that first so i'm i'm a breakaway advisor perhaps i'm a couple months out from launching just what, what what's the first you know couple innings of that conversation is it uh okay hey how how can you help me and then you start diving in or what what kind of happens in that first call just to help people prepare for what they can expect if they they set up that call Yep. So what we do is, first of all, you schedule a call on the calendar. You get a survey in the days preceding the call where you tell us what are you doing, what stage you're at, um, you know, what have you done so far, or what are you looking for help with? And we research your website, your social presences. And then during the call, we go through that checklist. Remember that checklist of how your marketing compares to top advisors? We know we want to get you. It's an 18-point checklist. We want to get you to check off all 18 points. So we go through that with you, and we see which ones have you done, which ones need improvement, and which ones 
ones are missing. And then we create some recommendations to really do the low hanging fruit and just um, make some easy, quick wins to improve your marketing um, free for you to do on your own. Of course, you could hire us to help you. Um, and then we'll provide a quote for you to get to that 18 point checklist so that you're hundred percent A plus marketing. We'll provide that quote in case you want to hire us to do your marketing for you, or you could always take our recommendations and run with them and do them yourself. And so um, we also have a ton of educational materials on our site. So if you're struggling with things like, you know, what is my niche or, you know, what is my area of specialty I want to focus on? We can send you different webinars, different uh, worksheets to help you figure out those things. Okay. And what about the, the time of, of kind of all that? So some of that you know, initially wants to do the launch package, which I, which I appreciate the discount. I think is a fantastic way to put it all together. Fantastic, uh, you know, pricing uh, to, to get folks going. Uh, so obviously there's, um, you know, I'd, I'd assume you'd encourage this. Like I'd encourage people, hey, the, the, the sooner they, they reach out and begin the conversation is, is just the, the sooner they get the kind of process started, the discovery process, how's this going to work? But let's say they reach that point where they say, okay, yes, let's do this. Let's begin. How long is that process for that, that launch package? And I'm, I'm sure it varies because some, some people maybe already have social media and they just need a revise or, or whatnot. But, but typically, what's the lead time someone needs to be cognizant of, of to get all that done? Yeah, you know, in a perfect world, we'd have 90 days. Uh, n there's a lot that can't move forward until we have your name and your logo. Those are kind of the, the things that we need to wait for. So to the extent that we can get you to choose a name and choose a logo, then we can do everything else. We can begin work on your SEO. We can write and build your website. We can set up your social media profiles, your email marketing system. So that's the first step is maybe even before you know who you're exactly targeting and what your messaging is, just get your, your name and your logo knocked out and then we can get going. Generally 90 days, we have done it quicker than that, but um, to work comfortably and to have the time that you need to have to think through who you wanna focus on and what makes you different um, and articulate those in a compelling way, 90 days is a comfortable time frame. Okay. Helpful. Great. Well, thank you so much for having me on your show, um, Brad. And if anyone wants to get in touch, you have my website here, my email, email me a question anytime. Uh, you can always call. And so I really appreciate being on your program and I look forward to helping the advisors that you serve. Sure. And thanks. Thanks, Claire. Great, great information. Uh, I, I think advisors will find this very helpful. I think you know, if it wasn't summed up best in that launch package, I kind of think of, of, of you and your team as kind of a, a quarterback on this, that the reality is you, you could go out to a, a logo only vendor and you could go out to a social media only vendor and, and you could try to piece all these together. Or, you know, I think a big part of your guys' values, you come one flat fee, all under one roof, we get all this going for you. And, and knowing a transition advisor, there's just so many moving parts to a transition to begin with. I, I just think it's, it's great that you have that all under one roof and, and like whether quarterback's the best word, I, that's how I, that's how I see it. You're, you're pulling everything together uh, and getting it done. So certainly appreciate your time today. And uh, to anyone watching this again, we'll, we'll leave it on the screen here for just a second. I'll, I'll have it in the show notes as well. Uh, contact information, reach out to Claire and her team uh, absolutely can help you uh, begin this journey. And like I said, this, this is where the fun begins is, is this sort of thing. So I, I'm, I'm certain you will enjoy the process with it. So, with that, I appreciate everyone tuning in today, and we'll catch you on the next one.